If you are interested in starting your own podcast, we use Buzzsprout because it is simple and easy to use. Buzzsprout can get your show listed on every major platform while giving you the resources for a great podcast website, audio players that can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and that is why over 100,000 podcasters are already subscribed to Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in our episode descriptions, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you. So in return, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card from Buzzsprout while signing up for a paid plan. Most importantly, every subscription through our link is always appreciated and helps support our show so we can continue delivering the quality content that you guys listen to. That being said, back to the show. (laughs) <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Comic Book Junkies. I'm Andrew. This is Joe. And this time we're coming at you from Taco Bell, because that's where we're recording on internet, apparently. And we're going to come at you with the evolution of Batman's rogues gallery. So for those of you who don't know, a rogues gallery is typically like a term for like a collective of supervillains, most notably associated with Batman. Could be used with the Flash, Spider-Man, Superman. All your favorite heroes typically have one. Some are better than others. Um, But because of the depth and, you know, how sweet all of the Batman villains pretty much are, he's got the most extensive rogues gallery. Um, So we're going to kind of explore a few different things uh, surrounding that today. Uh, But before we do, how you doing, Joe? I'm doing pretty good. This is uh, our third or fourth take because uh, my Internet keeps cutting out. So it's a little funny at this point. But what I was (laughs) saying the other three times is uh, the last time (laughs) that uh, we recorded an episode, I was talking about how I was feeling refreshed because I was just getting back from my bachelor party. And now I'm finally just getting back from my honeymoon. So it's been very busy past few weeks it's been a little difficult balancing life and comic book junkies but everything's finally starting to get back into rhythm and uh and i'm feeling good glad uh, to hear it yeah but some background for today's topic it's not our own idea for the first time ever <clears throat> burger was smart enough to use technology as a resource and we're gonna try to get a head of the curve and uh use chat gbt for today's topic so uh one of the recommendations was the history and evolution of batman's rogues gallery so we'll talk about the history you know whether that's comics tvs movies whatever uh with some of his most popular characters so to start the joker so some background on the joker also called the clown prince of crime the joker is the first and arguably best bat Well, he's not the first Batman villain, I lied. So he's arguably the best Batman villain, arguably best villain of all time, dating back to issue one of Batman. So some feel he's just as popular as his counterpart, the Batman. But part of what makes the Joker so unique is that his origin is kind of up for debate. The most popular version or take seems to be a lab worker or a failing comedian that one day wears a costume known as the Red Hood 
trying to disguise himself when committing a crime, but is confronted by Batman and Red Hood unintentionally falls into a pool of chemical waste while wearing the Red Hood. And although survives, he officially becomes the Joker when taking off the Red Hood and finding out that his appearance has changed as well. Yeah. And I mean, from there, I mean, he's obviously become like powerhouse in terms, well, not like physically, but like in terms of like what a villain is. I mean, if you go anywhere, everybody's got their own favorite Joker interpretation. I mean, that's how popular character is. But he was, I mean, while back in the golden age they were for some time able to get away with you know doing a bit more violent stuff and stuff like that but you know once the comics code came around and they tried to kind of tighten up he wasn't always as sinister as he is like nowadays he was always goofy i mean he still is to a degree but it wasn't as gruesome and grotesque as it is nowadays but like the evolution of the character um because he actually disappeared for quite a while in publishing and had to reappear in the Silver Age, courtesy of Neil Adams. Uh, you know, the classic cover with uh, Batman on the card. I think that's what Batman 251, but kind of reinterpreted him then and kind of made him more of the modern take that we all are familiar with. So, I mean, the character has always kind of had the same roots dating back to the golden age but even he has you know undergone like a shift in how he's treated um and how he interacts with certain characters but i mean that's all obviously open to a different interpretation based on the writer but i mean past him there's like a number of main rogues that all kind of originated in the golden age you've mentioned a few i just wanted to list a few more because i think i once again tackled this a little bit differently than you but uh you know, there's the Joker, the Riddler, Scarecrow, Penguin, Two-Face, Hugo Strange. All of the characters that basically we're most familiar with are all pretty much the OGs. They've stood the test of time. And, you know, all of these characters have undergone different interpretations as time's gone on. But I also have a little fact about how his rogues galleries changed because there's one from like one OG villain that actually had, was fairly significant. I guess historically, but we don't ever see in the comics anymore. That being the monk, sometimes known as the mad monk, kind of just a robed dude. It's like red. I think I don't does it have snakes on it. It has something like that. It's got some silly logo on his like mask. Uh, but turns out he's like a vampire. If you're familiar with Detective Comics issue 31, the like iconic cover of uh, Batman kind of superimposed over the uh, castle for which there's a cover swipe by Neil Adams as well. Um, that's actually when the monk debuted. Which actually, he was also the first character to uh, kick off a, a multi-part Batman adventure. That was actually the first time there was a multi-part Batman adventure, and he was, you know, the main villain for it. So, you know, it's kind of interesting, like, how characters can kind of kick things off like that and then kind of be thrown by the wayside. But, you know, we still get Hugo Strange to a lesser degree, but he's still floating around. But we don't see either of them the same way we do, you know, the Riddler, Scarecrow, Penguin, and all them. And I think most of that is, is because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Batman has probably the most iconic rogues gallery. It's mostly because they're uh, some of them you can even be sympathetic towards. Shouldn't be feeling too bad for too many of them. But, you know, at the least, they're morally complex. So that's something that a lot of supervillain rogues galleries can't really say. Some are very like one note or, you know, perhaps they have one morally complex one. I mean, never mind. I'm not going to we'll go down a whole rabbit hole of me discussing different people super villains but the moral of the story is batman's kind of got villains all over the place a lot of different you know moral codes a lot of different reasonings a lot of different incidents that happen to them and i like the fact that they're all over the place we're talking like costumed freaks we got plainclothes people we got mobsters 
bunch of other random obscure people. I mean, he's fighting gods at this point, dinosaurs. So, I mean, and most of the characters are fairly memorable, even if he's not beating the shit out of them like all the time. Yeah, for sure. No, you're right. Joker has changed a lot over his time in comics. Like he was introduced as a homicidal maniac and just about all the first 10 issues of Batman. A lot of people actually think he's the first supervillain because of how many times he consecutively appeared early on. And, you know, Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill changed him in the 70s to be back to that homicidal maniac because there was a brief time where he was a lot softer and more comedic and goofy during the, the comic code. But in the 80s is when things changed a lot, too, with the killing joke and that basically retelling of his popular origin and for the first time i think they start referring to him as jack i don't know if they have done that prior to that but we reviewed the story so definitely recommend checking that one out but no it held true to his origins in the 50s but kind of expanded on it and uh the writing and the art was so good at that time for that character it's one of the best stories of all time and even more recently they started teasing three jokers which would suggest that there's different jokers for different timelines and then beyond comics in tv he appeared in the 60s moreover i think that was just a big push for that whole rogues gallery and their popularity uh and all of batman characters and pop culture at that time but uh the best version of the character on tv i think is from the animated series batman the animated series i that's what i grew up on and he cameoed in a lot of other stuff going on at that time like the justice league animated series so possibly one of the best joker laughs of all time as well as like the perfect balance of humor and chaos so i really like how he developed between comics to tv and then uh even in movies you know um he's actually inspired not only from a poker card but uh a really old actor from uh the movie the man who laughs i've never seen it but i did see a picture and it was pretty spot on the character really blew up too in movies when jack nicholson played the character that's my favorite uh joker and a lot of the other live action interpretations have been really good too everybody's favorite being heath ledger's joker in the knowledge trilogy and then joaquin phoenix's joker mo- more recently giving like a more eerie solo or independent take on the character but that's all i have for joker but moving into catwoman She also appeared in Batman issue one. She's been around as long as the Joker and initially went by the cat, which is kind of cool. The only Bat villain other than the Joker that predates those two characters is Hugo Strange in Detective Comics. Uh, So her name's Selina Kyle. She's the most popular and iconic love interest of Batman and was introduced to bring more interest for female readers. So I also learned she was given the cat background not only because of the play on Cat Burglar, but also the guy that created Catwoman felt like uh, women in general were more like cats and men were like dogs. And so I thought that was kind of a cool reason to give her that background. But uh, going back to her origins, uh, she's usually depicted as like an orphan having a rough upbringing, like a lot of the other villains and rogues gallery members. And she grows up to become a cat burglar, stealing jewelry from criminals and 
occasional instances that's convenient for her yeah and like ever since then i mean she's done a lot of the same stuff i mean definitely a lot of burgling i tend to burgle myself being the burger but uh i, I burgle hamburgers though but <laughs> the hamburger sorry dude i'm just stream of conscious right now anywho's it Catwoman though not only does she burgle because she still does but especially nowadays if you're hip to the comics it's just like on again off again with batman can't decide if she wants him to leave it in or not and uh neither can dc editorial but the you know the love and romance and all that has really been played up especially more so since probably what back since like year one times approximately i guess since that was kind of more of a modern take on the character we kind of got away from og costumes kind of like the purple predominantly purple costume with like the long black hair and stuff like that to more of like a pixie cut with like the more leathery skin tight fitting suit with the goggles and stuff like that so the character is definitely undergone a transformation of sorts but it's still fairly true to the original character you know hasn't changed all too much but different instances in the you know over time i mean she's got more anti-hero tendencies than i'm assuming she did in the early golden age i wasn't exactly i haven't thumbed through all of that yet but that's part of her transformation as well it's not just the on again off again romances and slight aesthetic changes but the fact that she's more open to doing things for good while still kind of being a burglar and doing her own thing yeah no definitely she disappeared in comics for a long time too just like the joker when the comic code was in like full effect she was only like reintroduced after in the silver age and there's also a version of her that gets married to bruce wayne in comics and she has a kid that later becomes the huntress with batman which is kind of cool but i'd say her most popular telling or best source material now is probably year one by frank miller uh which we also reviewed that's probably her most popular comic book origin story and is also regarded as one of the best comic books of all time because in that retelling they do a good job of showcasing how rough her background was i guess before becoming catwoman and then also in TV and movies, kind of like I was saying earlier, that show in the 60s brought a lot of attention to the rogues gallery. So she was played by multiple actresses in that show, which is pretty cool. But also in the animated series that I referenced earlier, uh, they do a really good job of getting a good tone for the character. I feel like it's pretty much Bible for all things Batman. And then in yep. movies, you know, she's similar to the actual physical appearance of the Joker she was also inspired by a movie actress and uh, was modeled after Jean Harlow to give comics more sex appeal at that time. So I guess her more important movie appearances would be Tim Burton's movie trilogy, Forever Making an Impression with Michelle Pfeiffer and the leather suit. <laughs> they, were try they were trying to up the sex appeal. I'm sorry to interrupt. That was the reasoning when they made uh, Catwoman? Yeah, and then more, uh, more female readers. Hey, we gotta give these kids bonus, you see? We gotta sell books here. <laughs> <laughs> Editorial back in the day. Hey, <laughs> come That's on. Funny. Yeah, I'm sure if you could hear them, it would sound just like that. We're gonna have us steal some rings and show some cleavage, you see? <laughs> the, the boys will love it and the girls will look up to it. This is America. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. My bad had to interject. No. <laughs> Preach. But, uh, but that that's all I got on Catwoman. Last character I did a lot of research on was Two-Face. So always known to be a district attorney. 
potentially the greatest ever in Gotham. Harvey Dent appeared in issue 66 of Detective Comics. That was in 1942, so two years after Catwoman and the Joker. Harvey was pretty much outcasted from society when half of his face got defigured. It's always been in a court case where Dent was trying to convict crime boss Maroney and in turn was intentionally splashed in the face with acid. So his schizophrenia worsened and Harvey takes up a life of crime and uses the silver dollar to determine the decisions that he makes. So clean side, good decisions, marked side, bad Again, definitely my favorite Batman villain could make the case that him or even the Riddler deserve to be used more seriously, kind of like the Joker or Lex Luthor. So I would like to see more development as far as Two-Face goes, given that he's arguably the biggest crime boss in Gotham. I think so anyway, but in comics, we recently read and reviewed The Long Halloween, my second favorite Batman story. So they really do a good job of referencing and recapping his origins. And then after the Silver Age, I feel like the character kind of disappeared for a long time. So even though he's featured in a lot more lately, The Long Halloween is probably the best modern source material for the character. I could be wrong, but I feel like the biggest difference is... I guess initially his wife was disgusted by him, but in the long Halloween, she loves him regardless. And then the other difference is that the the silver dollar was actually being used in court against Maroney as evidence, whereas more recently, the coin is from his dad and his dad would use it to determine if he was going to beat his son that day. So, oh, um, yeah. But lastly, TV and movies. I still like Batman the Animated Series for the character. Love the costume or the way he was drawn in that. I feel like he hasn't got enough attention in comic books, so this might be the best version of the character in general. So Batman fans, definitely worth a rewatch. And because it's truly character defining for all Batman characters. But lastly, in movies, unlike the Joker and Catwoman, he wasn't inspired by an actor, but by Jekyll and Hyde, actually. So the character appeared in the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. That was probably his best movie appearance. I feel like the character wasn't as intimidating or bipolar as he has been in some of my favorite adaptations, but it was still a good live action version of the character and probably the best one to date. Some people like Tommy Lee Jones's uh, Hell yeah, bro. In Batman Forever, but it was a little more comical. Camp, and, brother. Yeah, the movie was a little more campy, but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that they've moved away from that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, I would like to see more development with the character because he seems to be catching some traction lately. Yeah, I agree. I honestly don't have a whole lot to add to that. I mean, you summed up everything. You taught me some stuff. And then I otherwise basically agree with you. I defer to you when it comes to Two-Face stuff, for being honest. So I don't have a whole lot to add to you. Because, I mean, obviously, even when they did like bring him back, there wasn't like any like super major change. It was largely the same character, but maybe some different motivations behind why he did things rather than any core changes to the character at all during the revamp. But yeah, I mean, Two-Face does rule. I feel like a lot lately they have him as a kid getting along with Bruce Wayne as a kid. Yeah. I've seen more of that lately. He had a lot of, oh, apparently all of his friends as kids just turn into homicidal maniacs. 
Him, Hosh. I'm sure they're they'll like retcon that the Joker like went to the same school as him. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rogues galleries. <laughs> the they all went to school, school with him. He has no idea. That'd be wild. There we go. New idea. Else worlds. Be stupid as hell. Be better than a lot of the shit that's coming out though. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean there's enough room for another Batman book. There's only twenty this month. Bruce picks on the Riddler in class. Yeah, like the dork who knows trivia, and then like the Joker's just like pissing his pants in the corner, and <laughs> Bruce is a dick to everyone. Then twenty plus years pass, and everyone's wearing costumes. <laughs> <laughs> and resentful. <laughs> They're all nuts. Oh, shit. Uh, well, hopefully, a lot of that recorded. To be honest with you guys, couldn't tell you. <laughs> Wish me luck editing. I will. Good luck. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I have a little other. Uh, snippet here at the end because i think we covered our main topic did we not i think we we're fairly thorough on the yep. evolution of the core gallery but i mean if you're you know relatively new here who am i to say i don't know if you're new welcome by the way if you've made it this far thank you for sticking with us but if you don't know i mean we obviously went over like some of the main the main handful but there's so many what people would consider main rogues like i said batman has so many we've gone over the joker catwoman two-face but the riddler clayface scarecrow mr freeze the penguin poison ivy bane harley quinn killer croc man bat Roz or Raish al ghul however you want to say that and like carmine falcone to a degree especially like in more you know modern tellings i mean carmine falcone is kind of like one that kind of slips onto the list just because he's like the main mobster bad guy and you know with year one and and sal Maroni to an extent you know those guys have gotten a lot more shine through like the nolan movies and even like the most recent batman movie with robert pattinson and shit so i would say that's like a core group but he's got such a large group that he's even got like a secondary group which even some of them aren't any like slouches i mean like hugo strange i would consider more of a secondary even though he is like an og deadshot to a degree hush professor pig the ventriloquist talon i mean batman's rogues like go deep and most of them are pretty memorable and you know something that like not a lot of I guess heroes or can say nowadays is that he's still getting like fairly solid contributions, even in the most recent like handful of decades of like actually like lasting characters, you know, with Harley Quinn being one of them. I mean, Bane, he's not all that old in comparison to some of these characters, you know, the Court of Owls, stuff like that. So, I mean, there's still a ton of like big ticket characters being created for Batman that are actually holding up and actually having like a legacy even with some of those being as few as like what 10 years old at this point so i mean there's a lot of batman to dig into if you're not already familiar and i mean any of the characters that i just mentioned definitely are worth reading stories of but yeah i just figured you know just flesh out a little bit of the rogues and that's just scratching the surface like you could go all day naming batman villains and most of them are better than like I mean, like, even the crappy ones are better than a lot of, like, other heroes, like, second or third best villains. So definitely dig deep on the Batman. I mean, we have a ton of reviews if you want to dig through that. But definitely read it for yourself. Uh, don't be afraid to read a Batman comic because there's plenty of them out there. Not all of them are great, though, but most of them are very good. It's got such a high floor for a comic character, kind of like Spider-Man. But yeah, I mean... Most of the OGs did originate in the Golden Age, but for some of you who don't know, I mean, like Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy and, you know, they weren't even created till the Silver Age. So and those are iconic characters. They've been well, 
Yeah, they have been in film, Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Same movie, right? Yeah. Mr. Freeze. No. I'm going to cool you off, Batman. It's like, it's so sick. I don't care how campy that movie was. It was sweet. And, and like, did you watch that? You've watched that, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a minute. They And then Poison Ivy's lair and fucking Robin. It's like a 20 plus year old man. He's not even Nightwing. <laughs> He's wearing fake <laughs> lips. <laughs> that was crazy. The bat nipples, the credit card, everything. Pretty cool. <laughs> They need to incorporate more of that. But uh, speaking of Batman, I mean, he's I don't know if it's a spoiler since they're advertising it, but he's in that new Flash movie. Gonna have to go watch that at some point just to see if it's as terrible as it probably is. But, <laughs> you know, probably not getting a review on that one, guys. But uh, probably gonna have to log that one in the memory banks. Yeah, but we might go watch it. We'll see. Well, we'll see. I don't think it's going to be worthy enough of doing a whole episode on it. It's just going to be me just bashing people. But I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent now. I think, you know, as far as the rogues gallery goes, I think we've pretty much covered it in depth. I mean, for us to go through any further on like more specific characters, we could do this as a series at that point. But, you know, for part one of probably one, <laughs> this is the rogues gallery. Hope you learned something. Yeah. Got any other thoughts, Joe? No, just thank you, technology. Thank you, ChatGBT. Hopefully you guys like the topic that they came up for you guys uh, and for us to rant about. But next episode, we're going to go back to our own ideas and we're actually going to create and pitch a character to each other. Yeah, and we got another topic to do too, but you guys will hear that next time. Yeah, and we're going back to original ideas because if I keep talking to the chat GPT, it's going to end up like Brother I, and I don't think any of us need that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you know where to find us. Unless you're new here, then I guess you don't. Go to at CBJPod on Instagram. That's our main hub. Um, a lot of our stuff there is also posted onto Facebook, which is like at CPJ Podcast. But obviously type in Comic Book Junkies and you'll see our logo there. We are on YouTube. We don't really post video at the moment. We're in talks preliminary to see if that's something we want to do. But, uh, you know, you'll see it when you see it and uh, if you see it. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean... I don't like to beg and plead for ratings and reviews, but they are the lifeblood of the algorithm and the algorithm determines the directory and how we get pushed out to new people, which we love y'all and we only need y'all, but new people don't hurt either. So spread the good word. Tell anybody you know that likes comics, comic book junkies rules. And uh, thank you for listening. But other than that, I think we've said our piece and we will go ahead and catch you next time. Later, guys.